Greetings, lovelies. Welcome back to another episode of Technically a Conversation. Here, we take turns sharing an interesting topic with each other. You know the drill. Hopefully, you'll find it interesting too. I am Isela, one half of your host. Joining me, as always, thankfully, is Jose. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. You enjoying this October weather we're having? I am. It's definitely a relief from the September and August weather. Right. I think summer lasts so long here. Yeah. I actually thought about you yesterday. Uh-oh. Do tell. Well, I went to Walmart and I said, oh, I'm going to look for the pumpkin spice cup of noodles, but you'll be very <laughs> disappointed to hear that I couldn't find it. You couldn't. I was hoping that you would be the guinea pig and you can try it and then you can tell me how <laughs> disgusting it really was. <laughs> I would get some for both of us just so that we can both try it. That's way too kind, if you know what I mean, like too kind. <laughs> also, I think we just eliminated Cup of Noodles Maruchan to be one of our sponsors. That sucks. <laughs> or maybe we inspired them to sponsor us. Right. This is very true. Maybe they'll want to uh, send us some of the uh, pumpkin spice Maruchan, and that way we can do like an unboxing, and dude, we can do a hands-on, or you know, we can we can do something. Give us a call, Maruchan. We'll figure something out. Give us a little ring-a-ding. Come on. We got it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the mic's on me. I do want to shout out some of our friends. And I was thinking, what should we call the friends of the show? And I was thinking super friends. I love it. Would be a good thing to call them. So I want to shout out super friends, Elena, Giselle, Ana Laura, and Raven for being active on our social media and resharing our posts. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. I have a couple of brand new listeners that have reached out to say how much they've enjoyed it. So I really want to share the love on our brand new super friends, Gary J and Jenny L. Appreciate you guys. Welcome to the show. Hope you enjoy it. Buckle up, guys. I can't believe I almost forgot. One of my best friends also was telling me yesterday that he was listening to our podcast and he said that he really liked it. So I wanted to shout out Cesar. That is very cool. Thank you for listening, Cesar. Hopefully this just gets more and more fun and you're learning lots. <laughs> also, should we share the good news about our little milestone that we've hit? Let's. As of today, we have exceeded 400 listens. What? <laughs> yeah. Round of applause. <laughs> All right. So to dive on into today's episode, let me ask you a quick question. What is your stance on haunted houses? Do you actually pay to get scared? I have. I enjoy them. Do you? I do. Okay. So can you share like a couple of the really cool ones that you've enjoyed? The one that's most memorable, and I don't know if it was just because I was younger, but um, my dad used to work at Sierra it's a local hospital here in El Paso. And every year they would do a Halloween carnival. And that haunted house was so scary. I was also maybe like eight or nine. So I was younger than probably whatever their target demographic was. <laughs> but I remember it being super scary. And I loved it. <laughs> so that's where you kind of fell in love with the scary ones. I've always had an interest in things that are kind of creepy. Like me. <laughs> You're like, look, they're just like us. <laughs> cool what about you 
I can't say that I have always been a fan of haunted houses. I know I've participated in some as far as like going in and paying. And each time I'm like, oh my God, they just chased me out with a chainless chainsaw, you know, type of thing. I mean, it did its job. It really like freaked me the hell out. And like it had my heart like thumping, like really, really. I was like, well, maybe that's the equivalent of running a marathon. That's kind of (laughs) cool. You know what I mean? You know, funny that you mentioned that. It wasn't a haunted house. It was a haunted trail. It's over, um, I want to say in Canotillo. And the same thing happened to me. As we were walking out, some deranged man came after me with a chainsaw. And I took off running and I ended up falling. But like, I looked like I did like some military fall where I fell. I rolled, got back up and continued running. Wow. Que feito. He chased you ugly style. (laughs) (laughs) Did you uh, break any skin? Were you like all... No, I was, we- I was wearing a hoodie. Like it was already... forearms to shreds. No, oh, that would have been a better story. Next time, tell it that way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we ended up going to a bar afterwards, and was, yeah, I was all covered with grass <laughs> and dirt and everything. We went to the bar. So the girl was like, what the hell happened to you? And, you know, I told her, and, you know, of course, I was like the laughing stock of the night, but... Yeah, I probably would have gotten drunk and been the laughing stock of the night anyway, so it all worked out. <laughs> Takes you to a quicker place, right? You got there yeah. quicker. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so today's episode is actually going to be all about that. It's really going to be about the origins of haunted houses. And to be clear, it's going to be haunted houses in the entertainment sense, not like, hey, this is where Mary Jo died and now she's haunting the place. We're going to learn about how they got started, a little about the evolution to basically how they became to what we know today. I'm already excited to hear about it. Yeah, I'm excited. I was like, where the heck does this start from? So this is some, these are the crazy things that just go through my mind anyway. And we're also going to round out the episode with hearing a little bit about some scary haunted houses across the world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm coming with my own little microphone, Babel. Microphone. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so you ready to dive on into the fun? Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So the first article I read was from the Smithsonian. In order to go to the very, very beginning, we actually have to go to 1802 in London. That's a really long time ago, right? It is. So a lady, a dame, if you will, by the name of Marie Toussaint started to introduce a new form of entertainment beyond illusions and started to wander really into like the gruesome. This is actually the same Tussaud as the chain Madame Tussaud Wax Museums. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're like in like the larger cities. They have one in Vegas, they have one in San Antonio, blah, blah, blah. So here, there were wax figures of figures like King Louis XVI, Marie Antoinette, and others alike, but they were actually all decapitated. So these were like victims of the guillotine, basically. And she created these masks, death masks is basically what she did. And it was French Revolution victims of the guillotine. So she thought this would be cool. What if they were in a wax figure before your very eyes and you can kind of see it? And let me tell you, this lady knew how to be the talk of the town because she called her exhibit the Chamber of Horror. Sounds like my kind of lady. (laughs) 
<laughs> this name actually stuck with the wax museum today. I haven't been to one, but apparently they still have that name. Have you ever been to one? I have not. Uh, I haven't either. Okay. But my daughter really wants to go. I'm sure I'll eventually go. So before haunted houses were like full of scary clowns like Pennywise and other familiar characters, the theme was really just kind of grotesque, gruesome, was really like what they were going for. In Paris, the Grand Guignol Theater would put on a show that depicted graphic dismemberment. And here's the kicker. The theater director was known to say that he judged each performance by how many people passed out. Que feito. <laughs> I like that metric. That's kind of crazy. Also, this leads me to a really quick question in Spanish, folks. A Spanish snippet, if you will. Que feito is the literal translation would be how ugly. But it's really more used for like how rude. So, for example, if someone tells you, bruh, is that your new shirt? Hope you didn't pay much for it. <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. That's a perfect time to retort. Que feito. I definitely heard that more than my share of times. Or <laughs> Oh, no. I hope it wasn't your favorite shirt. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Not, not, not the shirt, the feito part. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> well, I would always make inappropriate comments. Oh, then you were just looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> so getting this scary train back on track. So after Paris showed some good interest in the graphic dismemberment, in 1915, an English fairground in Liphook, a ghost house was opened and people rushed in there too. People were starting to show there was a market that was definitely opening for horror. Lisa Morton, the author of Trick or Treat, A History of Halloween, explained that Halloween-themed haunted houses first started popping up during the Great Depression here in America. It wasn't really a means of like scaring and entertaining. This was actually a means of distracting the kids from all the destruction and mayhem and vandalism that would typically happen during that holiday. That makes sense. I think it's kind of sucky that they're like, oh shit, these little kids are going to be, <laughs> you know, punks and whatever. Let's at least keep them entertained. Well, I guess if you show somebody something worse than what they're going through. That could serve as a distraction, so I can see it. It makes sense to me. Yeah. So these early haunted houses were basically families decorating their basements, creating what sounded to me like one big block party. The kids could go from one house to the next and to the next to experience different spooky scenes. And neighborhoods even would circulate pamphlets in the 1930s to attract as many kids as they could. Or should I say, as many punk vandals as they could. <laughs> Jerks. At the time, a haunted house was still not yet the classic haunted house that we know of today. It actually wasn't until Walt Disney built the very first haunted mansion in 1969 in Disneyland that it was very clear that this was drawing in huge crowds of people. On their first day, Jose, I want you to guess. How many people it attracted to the Haunted Mansion? 2.5 million people. Little high. All right. Need to <laughs> draw it back here. <laughs> 2.5 people. Okay. Yeah. Now we, we're really going into <laughs> extremes now. <laughs> no, I would say maybe about 100,000 people. Yeah, very close. 82,000 people on the first day. That's what I would call a success. Definitely. 
Have you ever been to the Haunted Mansion? I have not. <gasps> I've always wanted to go in, though. It's so cool. You would really love it. My parents wouldn't let me. Oh, really? Oh, is that because you were too young? I wasn't that young. I was maybe like 13 or 14, but I guess my parents saw me as maybe immature or something, so. Oh. Maybe because I'm a midget. No. He saw me as being younger than, <laughs> than I really was. <laughs> That's funny. I really highly recommend you going. It's really cool. So I'll tell you a little bit about the design of the Haunted Mansion. Disney designed the Haunted Mansion after a couple of houses, true houses that exist. One is the Evergreen House, and the other one is the Winchester Mystery House. So I'll be honest, I wasn't as familiar with the Evergreen House. So I looked it up, and it's a museum in the Johns Hopkins University. Y'all have to look at this museum. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's abundant with wood, brass, velvet. It's just so pretty. So you can really see the similarities whenever you'll go visit. See, I'm manifesting that. The other house, which is the Winchester Mystery House. I was familiar with this one, and I did watch the movie. I also recommend it. But for those who are not familiar with this house, the Winchester Mystery House, also huge. It's in San Jose, and it was built by Sarah Winchester, the wife of the famous maker of the shotgun. It's a giant house. I'm talking 160 rooms, 40 staircases. Again, you're a good guesser. Guess how many doors this house has. Remember, 160 rooms, 40 staircases. I don't know if that math is, maths out pretty good. There's got to be at least 160 doors, plus maybe the front and the rear door. And I'm sure there's a couple of like secret bedrooms or something there. Yeah, we got to get Scooby-Doo in there, right? I would say 170 doors. Good guess. Not quite. Go up. One million doors. Wow. You are really, <laughs> we're really missing it. <laughs> guess again. 320. Higher. Oh, wow. I know, it's crazy. Mm, 500 doors. 2,000 doors. <laughs> yes. What do they need that many doors for? Dude. So you heard right, 2,000 doors. If the math doesn't add up for 160 rooms, congratulations, folks. You actually are good mathers <laughs> because a lot of these doors don't lead to anywhere. That's why it's kind of called a mystery house. All these things and some staircases don't even lead to anywhere. I mean, 40 staircases. There's not even 40 floors. You know what I mean? Also, got to put that on my bucket list because that does seem pretty cool. It sounds super fun. Yeah. Only 160 rooms, 2,000 doors. That's really wild. And I will open all 2,000 of them. <laughs> <laughs> just bring a, or put on a glove because it's COVID. True. Also, side note, can't believe I just said only 160 rooms. Yeah, it sounds like a hotel. I know it's not even a hotel, but people are allowed in there. So I'm, I'm really dying to go in. So back to the Haunted Mansion. The article explained how Disney also pulled off one of its exceptionally hard illusions known as Pepper's Ghost. So it used refracted light to project and shape these um, ethereal images. So I, I can't wait for you to go because it's so cool to see. This was really a turning point, at least here in America, because also U.S. Knott's Berry Farm began hosting Halloween night attractions. So they really kind of set the whole country afire with haunted mansions. This is probably a good time to cut to a commercial break. When we come back, we can pick up where haunted houses really started exploding with the help of Hollywood. 
And then we can also discuss those scariest houses of the world. (laughs) (laughs) In a time where trust is scarce and anxiety is high, count on the Daily Planet to provide you with up-to-the-minute news wherever you are. Our Pulitzer Prize-winning reporters ask all the hard questions, and our highly researched long-form exposés bring you all the facts to help you make an informed decision. We unveil the details on what's really going on behind the headlines, and our award-winning photographs come second to none. We cover everything in the greater metropolis area as well as world news, finance, sports, politics, and gossip to prepare you to be the most informed person in any room. Whenever a story happens, the planet gets it first and has it webbed and in print while the New York Times is still fishing for sources. Be sure to subscribe to keep your finger on the pulse of all current events. All right, welcome back. So before we dive in, how was your break? Good. I was just thinking about making a pepper's ghost for dinner later tonight, so. Pepper's ghost. Would that be spicy? (laughs) Ghost peppers? That's the only way to eat them. I wonder if that's where that came from. Isn't that supposed to be like one of the hottest peppers in the world? They are, yeah. That's what I heard. I've never tried one, but I've had the ghost pepper beer, and I know that thing was awful. It tasted like heartburn. Oh, gross. (laughs) That's really awful. Um... Did you lose a bet and that's why you wanted to taste it? No, that's when we used to hang out with Jaime and all those kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the beers that he wanted to try. So, you know, me being dumb and agreeing to everything usually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember he had like a weird affinity to ghost peppers because he even brought one over and he was like, I dare you to taste it. And I was like, no, absolutely not. That does not seem fun. Yeah, no, I think Habanero is my limit. Anything hotter than habanero, I can't handle it. I agree. And then, like, why? Like, even though that show of, like, hot ones, that just seems so dumb and torturous. Who wants to do that? I would want to do it. No, hombre, that's no cool. There's a show. There's, I mean, there's a show. Of course, there's a show. There's a, like, an actual game now. And it comes with all the sauces. We can try it. I'll buy that for you for Christmas. The game I haven't seen, but I have seen the the little YouTube thing where they have like people like Mila Kunis and just like random people eating uh, buffalo wings. Right. And drinking lots of milk. I don't think anything helps you. You got to remember we're Mexican though. So our tolerance for spicy is much higher than most of the people that go on there. I do agree for the most part. However, if I go to like a wing place back when I used to eat meat, Some of those really spicy flavors were, they weren't even enjoyable. Like I was just like sweating and it was like a different version of heat. Yeah, I know I've had the atomic ones before and I didn't have a problem with how hot they were, but I thought they almost tasted bitter from all the chemicals they would put in it to make it spicy. Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) What are they dipping it in like battery acid? (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) That'll burn your butt. (laughs) Your butt'll. All right. So getting back on track. So before the break, we talked about how Disneyland really kind of were the first ones to have a true haunted house the way that we now know it, right? And at this particular point in time, Hollywood also started leaning into that horror genre of movies. 
And they started pushing out a ton of slasher stuff like the movie Halloween, Friday the 13th, and one of my first scary movies that I ever watched, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you remember any of the first scary movies that you watched? Mostly there were B films that they would show on HBO. I remember <laughs> watching a lot of those. But one of my early favorites that I liked a lot was Halloween. And that probably still is my favorite of all the slasher movies. Really interesting. All right. So the haunted houses really started cashing in on this type of movie movement because they started taking those characters and they started kind of putting them into the haunted houses that we kind of know and see today, like the Freddy Kruegers, Jasons, and stuff like that. Also, the Leatherface, because Leatherface was essentially chasing me down with the chainsaw. Oh, okay. It was very scary. Have you watched any of those YouTubes when people go through haunted houses? Which I think is really funny anyway. Yes, and I have to say my favorite, I believe I shared it to you, the Nathan for you. Yes. Where they try and do the world's scariest haunted house, and they're looking to get somebody to sue them, uh, so that, that way they can claim that they are the world's scariest haunted house. <laughs> That, by all means, is my favorite. I loved it. it. It was very funny. I was glad that you shared it with me because I had watched a couple of others of that Nathan for you. And that guy was just really funny in general. I agree. I love his show. Yeah. Which is weird because you don't even like comedy that much. And he's so entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Th there are a few comedians that I like. Definitely like him. And I like John Oliver a lot. But yeah, that Halloween episode <laughs> is probably my favorite of all his. That's funny that you bring that one up. We'll circle back to that in a little bit. So there's a really funny one online. Um, we'll put the link in the show notes. But the show Ellen had one of her producers, Andy, go into a haunted house with Ariana Grande. Oh, my God. It was so funny. He ends up using her as like a shield. You know, she's like five foot nothing, right? <laughs> also, to which I retort, que feito. See how useful it is? <laughs> So when the haunted houses really exploded in the metaphorical sense, they also started exploding in the literal sense. Mm. So stronger, sa <laughs> exactly. stronger safety regulations did have to come in. However, it was only because some attractions resulted in injuries and even death. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, the article talked about a fire in a haunted house in New Jersey that trapped and killed eight teenagers. Mm. It reminded me of the haunted house here in El Paso when it caught fire. Do you happen to remember that? No, I didn't know about that. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, I found the article because I didn't remember exactly what had happened. It was basically a ride where you get into a cart that would kind of be like used in mines. It also caught fire April 3rd, 1994. That Sunday, a fire burned four passengers and injured four other park visitors and to include one firefighter. On a personal level, my cousin and her daughter were one of the four that were burned. Oh, shit. And she told me how scary it was because she heard people yelling and they could smell something, but they didn't know if that was part of like, supposed to be part of the show, part of the like the entertainment package or whatever. And she said when these doors busted open, it made it look like you were going to crash through like a wall, but then these doors bust open, you know, these like invisible doors bust open. And then that was when she said a huge flame came in and she grabbed her daughter and she kind of shielded her. So she was the one who actually got burned the most. And she kind of buried her head down, basically looking down. 
And she got burned all over her shoulders and all over the tops of her arms and stuff like that. It was really crazy. How awful. It was, it was pretty awful. But thankfully, they lived to tell the tale. But yeah, basically, things like that were happening all over the place. And then worse, because there was eight teenagers that died in New Jersey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about the scariest haunted house I've read. I kept reading about all these people that kept claiming, we're the scariest haunted house. So it, I was kind of thinking like haunted houses are similar to coffee cups, you know, in restaurants. They all claim to be like the world's best, the world's best. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there was one that kept coming up over and over again, the McCammy Manor. So you have to sign a 40-page waiver before you go in. And if you finish the whole thing, you're going to get paid $20,000. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, before we do that, <laughs> I will say no one has made it through. And there's videos of a lot of people that have tried. And then it's really like demoralizing. He makes you say some kind of script like, oh, my name is blah, blah, blah from whatever, Texas. And this guy took my milk money. They all have to say this weird thing. And I thought I was stronger, but I'm not. And it just seemed really awful. Rumor is that the haunted house, during parts of it, force feeds you vomit. Oh, that's super disgusting. Do you remember when you said you would cry if you had to eat a bug when we were talking about Fear Factor? I'm crying right now thinking about being force-fed vomit. <laughs> exactly. For that reason alone, I would definitely not want to go. They added some other details like they make you feel like you're drowning in cockroaches and spiders and then mud. Oh, no wonder. It's torture. That's not a haunted mansion. It's torture. Thank you. That is exactly how I feel. Like, there's a really big difference between a haunted house and like, can you survive? Yeah, no, he's taking it definitely to the Joe Rogan scale of uh, disgust and <laughs> displeasure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but the YouTube clip also showed people where they had a face full of clothespins on their eyebrows, on their upper lip, on their bottom lip, on their cheeks, chin. That sounds so painful. Yeah, no, that's awful. I'm sorry, but the owner of that haunted mansion is an asshole. Isn't he sick? This is fucked up. I totally agree. The weird thing is, is this haunted house actually first started 20 years ago in San Diego, and then they moved it to Tennessee. I don't know if they have looser restrictions on torturing humans, <laughs> but there's also a second location in Alabama. Do we really need a second location, folks? I don't think so. I was curious about other haunted houses, and I found an article that talks about some other ones across the world. One of them was in New York. And it's called I Can't See. With a title like that, do I even need to go on? Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> So it throws you in complete darkness and you only have a headset playing. Some type of like real horrific audio. And you have to like navigate through like a house or something of the sort. So as far as like the horrific audio that's playing, I'm guessing they're blasting like Bad Bunny or something. I don't know. If <laughs> they didn't really <laughs> specify. I'm just kidding. That's something. And then there's one in Japan. It's called the Super Scary Labyrinth of Fear. This sound actually kind of sounded pretty cool to me. This is a little more like my style of a haunted house because it's held in an abandoned hospital, already creepy and cool. And you're allowed to be very much like a chicken where you like free range chicken it out and you can just go at your own pace and you can just go wherever you want. All the rooms have gruesome scenes of like surgeries going wrong or like stuff like that. 
And then you also have to navigate through like sinister mazes and then being chased through trapped rooms. That sounds kind of fun. I'm down for mazes. You know what those, um, when they recreate surgery scenes, Mm -hmm. those are really gruesome because that's one of the things that I remember about that haunted house that I was telling you about earlier when my dad used to work at Sierra. Yeah. They had a lot of those scenes where they they would be recreating surgeries. And I remember, yeah, those were like the most ghastly scenes. Ghosts and monsters and stuff, those are okay. I could stand those. But when they're pulling out people's guts, yeah, that's pretty gross. When you said that there was one in the hospital, I was like, oh, for sure. That's probably like one of the things they did. It's very much like a car wreck where you don't want to turn away kind of thing. But you know you don't want to see something gross. You know? <laughs> it's like that weird juxtaposition. This particular haunted house is based on a story where a real hospital actually had doctors that were harvesting organs. So that's already creepy. And then really made me think about like, was this hospital in Mexico? What is? <laughs> that's what I was thinking about too, where the patient's waking up in bathtubs full of ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all full circle, folks. There is another one called Lost Souls in Krakow, Poland. This one sounds really cool also because it's a combination of escape room meets haunted house. I love escape rooms. I don't know if you've ever done any. Have you ever done any? I've only done one and it was a lot of fun. They are fun. You really got to use your brain and stuff like that. This one essentially makes you overcome your fears in order to get out of the room. The cool thing about this one is there's four different levels. The way the article explained it, it starts at pink, which seemed like a little bit more of like the pansier level. And then it works its way all the way up to level four, which is described as, quote, 100% pain, fear, and 0% fun, unquote. <laughs> but what kind of world? You know, who, like, that sounds like a world I definitely don't want to voluntarily step into. That would be the first level I would want to try. What? Would you? Yeah. You just said that you would cry. You were crying right now, earlier. Well, no, I, I don't want to be force-fed vomit, but... If it's something as claims to be super scary, I would want to experience it. No, that's true. And I feel like Americans are a little bit more like pushy and shovey and like, here, eat this vomit, eat this, whatever. Whereas like in Japan, there's so much respect for other people. I think they'd be like very nice about it. Hey, do you want to eat this cockroach? Pass. You know, <laughs> it, would, it would not be quite as aggressive. <laughs> it's like, do you guys have any tortillas? Make some taquitos out of them. <laughs> Put a little Valentina on it. You know, you never know. Dress it up pretty nicely. (laughs) Some ghost peppers. Oh, my God. We just talked about this. In this particular article, it showed like a YouTube clip where five men were busting through a door. One man trips and he gets trampled by the other four men. I know people don't necessarily pay attention to like what's going on and what's on the floor. And maybe it's probably half dark and stuff like that. But, oh my God, I'm assuming this is like the whole idea that I created in my head was these five grown ass men were all buddies. And I think the guy who got trampled really found out who his real friends are. (laughs) Like, there was only one guy who helped him up. It's pretty awful. I know, right? So in conclusion, I think for me, haunted houses are a horrible place to have fun anyway. Like my idea of fun is not that. But they are an excellent place to find out who your real friends are. What are your thoughts on the haunted houses? Which one would you actually want to go visit? That one in Japan sounds interesting. It does. I'll try and stay in the back so that that way I don't get trampled over by people running out of there, though. (laughs) The trap doors and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. I, that one did seem cool. The other ones, oh, well, actually, the escape room did sound cool, too, in Poland. For me, I've always been into that stuff, like horror and everything, and even like the type of music that I like. I listen to a lot of death metal and stuff like that, which is pretty much horror. So I guess I'm not put off by horror like other people would be. Um, I guess you can kind of say that I'm kind of attracted to it a little bit. So yeah, I would be down. You're braver than I am, for sure. But I think we established that a long time ago, even just listening to your death metal. Some of them, I'm like, oh my God, did he just put a hex on me? Is that what happened? <laughs> I kept thinking that what, during one of our road trips, when we went to Phoenix. I was like, uh, what just happened right now? <laughs> I couldn't understand what that was. Is that English? I'm just kidding. Congratulations, lovelies. You've done it again. You've learned something brand new. And maybe this one was a little more topical for all the Halloween parties that you're going to go to. Hopefully, you'll also join us for another conversation. And don't forget, you can tell a friend if you like the show, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at greetingstac, or you can email us at greetingstac at gmail.com. We also have a voicemail. We would love to hear your voice. Mails. <laughs> 915 317-6669 if you have a story to share with us. Hopefully we can get some spooky ones. Thank you! <laughs> <laughs>